Hi there and welcome back to the Messy Middle podcast. So today I wanted to speak to this quite a large idea of midlife callings. And it's funny initially when I was just making some notes about what I was going to talk about, I really resisted putting the word midlife in the title. I was just going to, you know, dive into callings and purpose in general and and call it that. And when I notice resistance around something, I always find it, you know, interesting to just even be aware of it and get curious about it. And I just kind of had to sit with it and go, well, you know, what am I actually talking about here? Midlife is midlife. Um, and I would say for me, it was probably like late 30s and early 40s. Um, I, I don't know when midlife kind of ends. I imagine it's kind of early to mid 50s. Um, but for me now at 45, I definitely feel that it's a space that I occupy now. And I was wondering, why was I watering that down, kind of making it more palatable? And was that kind of possibly my own internal ageism, internal sexism? Uh, quite possibly, um, because, you know, the, the general message is, aren't we supposed to become a bit more invisible at this age? And yeah. I don't, I don't think so. So I think we need to start reclaiming this phase. Um, first of all, because you know what? We're bloody lucky to live this long. Not everybody does. But also because there's this eternal quest uh, for staying young, being young, looking young, looking good for your age, um, trying to look like we did, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, trying to fit into clothes that we fit into 10, 15 years ago. And of course, there's nothing wrong with feeling good about yourself and feeling healthy and strong in your body. That's that's a really great mindset to be in. But these kind of external kind of metrics of what that is or what that looks like, I think we might need to change some of that. And I think at this age, it becomes more of an internal change because what we look at on the outside just doesn't match up with who we are and what is going on for us internally. So I slightly digress here because this isn't an episode about body image, even though it's definitely related. But even in just that little noticing I did around naming this piece um, and using the word midlife, I just kind of want to name how loaded and charged it can be for so many of us. And with that, we we have all these stories handed to us about what midlife means. So on one hand, we're kind of told that we're that we're somehow past it, past our prime. But then we're also there's this kind of story that we're just supposed to have all our shit together, that life should just work, that you're supposed to have this elusive balance, whatever that even is. Um but the reality is it's really actually a time for a lot of change, a lot of upheaval, um, a, a lot of reorganizing of how we do things, of what we do, of how we spend our time, the relationships that we have, our close relationships, family members, old friends, and the renegotiating of how we show up in all of these arenas. And so it's a, it's a really interesting time, but also... <laughs> can be completely destabling. So I'm not saying it's all roses in the garden, but 
like a lot of us think that there's something really wrong with us when we're going through this phase because it feels really unsettling, really scary, unnerving. There's a lot of kind of fluctuation of emotions um, and even hormonally. And it can just kind of feel like the ground is kind of moving underneath us. And then on top of that, there's a lovely little layer of guilt of, well, Jesus, like what's wrong with me? I should feel so happy with what I have. Isn't this what we're supposed to have? Isn't this what we're working towards? I have it. What's wrong with me? Um, and so I just kind of want to name that today, that this period of time is messy. It just is. And it's supposed to be. And therefore, there's actually nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you at all. In fact, you are right on time. You're right on track. And that's what it is. It's, it's a rite of passage. This midlife phase is a rite of passage. So you can call it whatever you want. You can call it midlife. You can call it perimenopause. Um, you can call it your midlife crisis, even though I'm not keen on that phrase. But what it is, it's you are right on time. It's a midlife transition where most things in your life will come up for re-examination for you to look at, to decide, okay, am I going to continue with this or am I not? And this period of time, it's just, it's not going to let you go through it without some shifts and changes. It makes things known to you. And some of these things you may already have known, but it, what it does is it kind of turns up the volume, uh, sometimes with, uh, feels like a megaphone, um, and this is around, you know, what you're doing, how you work, how you parent, your relationships, your friendships, like they all come under the microscope and stuff that maybe you went along with for years and maybe you were quite happy to go along with for years, but it kind of just starts coming up and saying, yeah, I'm just not sure if this is working anymore. And we can a lot of, have a lot of like really strong emotions at this time. Anger can be present a lot. And as women, you know, we're often socialized to feel that anger is, it's just not a, a very feminine um, emotion and we shouldn't show it, we shouldn't feel it. And it's, it's really, really bad. But actually, it's often telling us that something is, you know, misaligned. And I think we should listen to it because I think it's got some clear messages for us. So rather than thinking that there's something wrong with us because things might feel like they're falling apart a bit, if we could just try and embrace a little bit more of, okay, th this is a thing. This is a thing that happens. Okay, maybe not everyone talks about it, but it is a thing. It's a period of transition and it actually can be, it actually can be good for me, you know, even though it may feel horrendous at times. So it's a time for reflection, for re-examination um, and for some decisions, sometimes difficult decisions to be made. And that might feel really uncomfortable and really tricky, but ultimately needs to be done. And so there's many facets of our life that come up for examination during this time. But today I kind of want to just focus on one part, and that is around the callings that we receive at this time of our life. And, you know, I use the word callings, purpose, vocation, direction. I use all of those words interchangeably, even though I know that they mean different things for different people. Um... And I know that plenty of people are completely content with what they're spending their time on and feel no need to seek out a calling or a purpose. And if that is you, then 
absolutely go continue with your life. But today I'm speaking to those of you who I know that you feel like there's something else for you, that there's just something kind of under the surface. There might be a level of dissatisfaction, might be a little bit of resentment cropping up, um, that there is things that you want to do, things that you want to say, things that you want to make. But it all kind of feels like a bit of a pipe dream that it's just not realistic. It's just not something that's possible for you. And I know that some of you really want to usher in a new way of being and want things to be different. You want things to be different for you. You want things to be different for your parents. You want things to be different for your children and your potential grandchildren. You have ideas, nudges, creative projects and businesses that are all stifled away inside. So those of you who are listening today who get those nudges and get those niggles about things that you want to do, things you're here to do, not because you're chosen or, or special or anything like that, but just because they're there and they just will not leave you alone and they won't go away as much as you'd hope to at some times. So we can receive callings and we do receive callings at different stages of our lives, right? And I really don't believe that this whole thing of you're just here to do one thing. I, I, I think it's just so outdated. Like, how can it be true? You know, how can you at different seasons of your life how could you feel the same at 18 as when you're 45? There's just no way you're a completely different person. And so why would you want to be doing the same thing? It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And then also people get really caught up in that your calling or your purpose is your paid job. It's what pays the bills. And I just kind of wanted to bust that myth a little bit today that for some people that may be the case. You know, you may be fortunate enough that getting paid to do what you're here to do at this moment in time, you know, that may all work out really dreamily and lovely for you. And and it can. But sometimes your callings may be an unpaid role. It, you know, it can be mothering. It can be parenting. It can be volunteering. Um, it can be a creative project that you never sell. And just because you can't or don't get paid for it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. So I just kind of wanted to just pull those apart a little bit that getting paid doesn't make it, you know, more real or um, more of a success. And I think that the callings that we receive in midlife are really, really important. I, like, I think they're important at any stage of our life, but just at midlife, they tend to get louder and louder. And what they're really trying to say to us is just stop the messing, stop the denying please do this piece of work that you're here to do and stop pretending that you can't hear us. And in your head, you're going, yeah, but I don't want to do that. That sounds too hard. That sounds too scary. I die of mortification. I'm way too busy. Uh, I don't want to do it. And your calling will just get louder and louder and louder. And this is where it can, it can feel really, really tricky because this is often the stage of our life where we feel like or we feel the need, I suppose, for everything to just stay as is. Because we may have external pressures, you know, there may be mortgages to pay, there may be crash fees to pay. And this is a stage of our life where, you know, we can tend to double down on what we are currently doing and say, no way, there's no way we can't shift anthem right now. We're barely keeping our head above water. So even if something feels really out of alignment for us, we we tend to just say, no, I'm just going to stay where I am. Uh, yeah, I hate what I'm doing, but at least I'm going to get my paycheck. 
And it can be really scary for us to consider leaving something that feels um, financially secure to try something new. So if that is the case, you're not doing anything wrong. You know, we don't live in a world that really supports us to go and live our callings all the time. And it certainly doesn't support us to live our callings and get paid for them all the time. But what I can suggest to you is that this does not need to be an all or nothing thing, right? You don't need to blow up your job, walk out the door and like throw a grenade behind you as much as you may you may want to. But you don't need to do that, right? So in order to start living your callings right now, it's not a black and white situation. You can actually do both. And you can kind of straddle both worlds for a little while anyways and just see how you get on. So whatever it is that's calling you, whether it's writing that book or starting that Instagram account or starting that blog or picking up your phone or picking up your camera, um, whatever it is, a creative endeavor that maybe you did years ago, could be singing, could be starting a business, whatever the case is, you can do the two things at once, either for a while or forever, right? You don't have to do one or the other. That's allowed. And in fact, I'd, I'd highly recommend it. There are no rules, right? You get to decide what you do here. So I think that's just important to say rather than, oh, jump in the universe will catch you. Yeah, maybe. Um, but you also need to feel really safe and secure as well. Otherwise, when you're trying to do the work of your calling and you're asking it to pay the bills as well, that can just be really, really dysregulating for our nervous system. So that's the first thing you can do. You can start living what's calling you today. And it does not have to be the full thing. It can be a tiny version of it or a tiny expression of it. And I think sometimes we tell ourselves the story of, oh, I can't do that now because I can only do it if I leave the job or I can only do it if the kids are older. Um, and these all seem like really, really valid excuses. But the reality is you could probably do a tiny part right now and kind of even just begin to scratch the itch a little bit. And I think this is really, really important. And that's my second point. You know, you live what's calling you at this season of your life, whatever it is, whatever version that is, whatever tiny part of that. And that is so important for you. And it's really important for you, you know, because of, for your self-expression. And it's really important for you, for your energy, because even though you might be like, oh, well, that's grand Sarah, but, you know, that's just another thing for me to do. And I already have 20 things in my to-do list and this might just tip me over the edge. But sometimes if you're actually doing the things that you want to be doing, the things that you're here to do, the things that are calling you, the things that light you up, they can actually be energy giving. And I know that that might sound strange, but we, you know, we have this idea that doing more is always going to mean an energy deficit, but it's not always the case because if you're doing something that actually really excites you, like setting up that interior design company or starting that blog, you know, whatever the case it may be, of course, you're going to have to go through the fear of that, right? Because it's going to feel scary and vulnerable, um, but ultimately you're excited by it and it will give you energy. So there's kind of magic in it. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It can actually give you energy. You can be excited about doing it. You can just do it for a half an hour in the evening, three evenings a week. Um, so just do some version of it. And that can actually give you energy, not take, and you get to do as much or as little as you want. You know, this can just 
just be for you, a creative project just for you to self-express. And here's the third thing. Not only do you benefit from this expression, but everybody else benefits from you living out that part of your calling as well. So it's good for you and it's good for the rest of us. And that's kind of that feeding into the collective piece because we get to experience you at your finest expressing what you are here to do. And that is just, it's just good for society in general that we're not all walking around being little stress bunnies, that we're actually here expressing the gifts and talents that we have. And I really believe that that sends out a ripple effect that's good for our families. It's good for the people that we live with. And we're just better for it because you've got more energy. There's a bit more pep in your step and we get to benefit from you being in that space. And then we also get to experience, you know, the benefit of the work that you produce. So can you imagine all the people out there that could actually benefit from your service, whether that's some sort of holistic business or something that feels a little bit out there or a product or some art or your creativity, we're missing out because you're not showing us. And I just think that's really, really sad. And so for all of us to just, we need to try and unhook from this whole capitalist notion that there's no point in doing anything unless we make money from it. And listen, sometimes we, we can make money from it and we should. And I absolutely love having more money in women's hands. I 100% am behind that. But it's not the only reason why we should do something. Um, just because the market says yes, right? We can just say yes, because it actually feels good for us. And it feels good for our self-expression. So this, I'm sure there's things showing up for you now that may have showed up for you before, um, but you may have just buried them away or too busy, don't have time for that, don't have the money for that. And things maybe that you wanted to do when you were much, much younger. And you were thinking, oh, well, they're not realistic. They're not practical. What this phase of our life does is this midlife phase. It says, no, you're you're not ignoring me anymore. I'm going to come off here, whether that's a, a curious nudge or whether it's something a bit more dramatic. I'm coming out. Right. And this, you know, this is what happens to us when, you know, we go through this midlife phase and we can feel completely unmoored. We're going, what is going on? Why am I not happy? Uh, why? Why am I thinking of all these things that are um calling me, you know, whatever it, whatever it is, we going through this kind of life transition, this big life transition called midlife, we do need support. And so whatever that may take, whether that's your GP, whether that's therapy, whether that's coaching, whether that's a really solid group of friends, people who can really, really see you and really hear you, having support at this phase is, I really, I really think it's so essential. So what I kind of want to leave with you today is that, you know, you can call it whatever you want, your callings, your purpose, your direction, whatever. It actually just doesn't matter. But just start listening. What is calling you right now? What is niggling you? What is tapping you on your shoulder? What's whispering to you? What are you curious about that just won't go away? These are really, really important to listen to and just start jotting them down. And whatever you figure out your calling is, it may or may not become your paid source of income. It may, and it may not. You may be able to create a job out of it. And, you know, there's a good chance that you can with some bravery and a lot of support. But regardless, please do it. 
Just do it for you and do it for the wider community because we need you doing what you're here to do. It's good for your health. It's good for your mental health. It's good for self-expression. And it's just good for you to be in your own flow and your own power. There are different seasons of our life. And so what's calling you now is really important to listen to. Having gone through everything that you've gone through, having done everything that you've done, all the qualifications that you have, all the achievements that you've had in work or in your family, what feels right for you now might be completely different to what felt right for you five years ago or 10 years ago. And it may not be what wider society deems a success. So I invite you to turn down that outside voice, tune in more to yourself and what is calling you now. It's really important. These clues are really important. Please listen to them. And they're really important to just take some action, <clears throat> even the tiniest, tiniest of actions just for yourself. And what this midlife phase does for us is it allows all of the stuff to rise to the surface. So we get to see what's not working and you get to see what is working. And we get to feel really uncomfortable feelings. It might be anger, resentment, rage, discomfort. Um, and what they all are, they're little calling cards saying, okay, what's going on here? What is completely out of alignment here? What if this is mine? What is collective? What part can I play in this? What's a bigger societal issue? And just get curious about all of that. Because so many women in midlife wonder, what's wrong with me? This is it. I'm going mad. And I just want to say there's nothing wrong with this really tricky path at this stage. It is, it is transition. It's a rite of passage. Um, and just because it's transition and it's something that can and will happen, it also means, you, you know, you don't need to hunker down and just soldier on and let things be terrible. Absolutely not. You know, seek out support. But even just knowing this, this is something that we all go through. This can give a certain amount of solace. And then you're thinking, okay, there's nothing I'm individually doing wrong here, right? This is a phase of life. This is something that practically everybody goes through. And I just want to finish with that lovely quote from Kate Codrington in her book, Second Spring, which I highly recommend, actually. You know, she says your calling is you're simply to be more of yourself. That's it. That's all you are required to be. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and please share with anyone you think who would benefit from this message. And if you need any private support around navigating any of the issues that we spoke about here today, please do reach out and don't do it alone. I look forward to being with you again really soon.